On today's episode, Hammerby go missing, Smooches McGee keeps scoring, and it's all smiles in Dandruff Village. Sorry, what the f is Al Svenskin? Hello, everybody, and welcome to What the Fuck is Al Svenskin? I am extremely happy to be here today um, because I managed to survive another week of Al Svenskin and also being an Arsenal fan. Uh, it's been tough, but I made it. Uh, joining me today is Iron Mike Woodfine, who surprisingly is not related to Iron Mike Tyson, but he's here with us today. Hello, Mike. <laughs> Okay, so for, the, so for those of you listening and not watching on video, he just did the Swedish nod, which is a, yeah. a classic greeting when you don't feel like using your voice. It's a it's a classic non-verbal Swedish greeting. Uh, yeah, you, they just kind of look at you, do a, one nod and a blink. Is it down um, or up the nod? Is it an up nod or is it down nod? The up nod is more like how are you doing. The down nod, yeah, is true. More like I know you're there. Yeah, like I've, I see I've noticed your presence. <laughs> yes, but I'm not going to engage in conversation with you. No, exactly. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, and also joining us today is a man so grumpy he should serve as a warning for anyone thinking about becoming a Spurs fan. Neil Cook, everybody. <laughs> I, I don't even. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't. I know this is an Arsenal podcast, so I can't talk about it too much. I don't really want to. But my footballing weekend was not filled with joy and delight unfortunately <laughs> so yes i am quite grumpy today uh, as should you arsenal fans be ah i don't know we're still top of the league i'm fine you fucked yeah. it up let's be honest yeah <laughs> you know it was so nice to switch off from that result and watch them Svenskan and just like pretend nothing that didn't happen that whole second half against west ham just didn't happen that's exactly what i did yeah. I was like, okay, this is not going well. So to save my mental sanity, let me mm. watch some Swedish football. Yeah, oh, Helmstad are beating Euro Gordon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. My heart doesn't fall to pieces. Well, we've got a lot to get through today. Um, it's been, as ever, another eventful week of Al Svenskin. Um, more eventful than I thought it would be when I looked at the slate of games. But um, let's kick it off with... Uh, highlight of the week um, and let's start with Mike what was your highlight of the week okay for me um, it's got to be I don't know if you saw this but Helmstad's physio was playing a bongo or a hombre or a tumbadora or one of those round drums in the changing room after the <coughs> victory over Animal Park and um, it was just yeah There's a, they cut to the dressing room and there he is doing a little beat <laughs> uh, sorry what point in the match was it after the game. After they just, the game. Okay. After the game, yeah. Um, Celebratory bongo, Neil. Have you never done that? <laughs> to be honest, like as much as that's fun, the most impressive mm. thing about this story was how many round drums Mike could <laughs> name. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, see, I didn't Isn't want to get it wrong, you know. He, he, he kept on talking, and all I was there, I was just thinking, that's a lot of round drums. He's just <laughs> he's just got through <laughs> There is yeah. also the conga as well, which is another one, but I don't think it was that. That's, <laughs> he just keeps on him. 
he keeps on impressing me. He keeps on impressing me. Well done. <laughs> I mean, you, well you never failed to amaze us, Mike. So, okay. But, all right, hold on. So, mm. is this a regular occurrence? I, I don't know. And this is what uh, it got me thinking. Like, these drums must have been in his physio bag. Otherwise, where else is he going to pack it? Is he just going <laughs> to carry it on the, on the team bus? So, was he running on the pitch in the game with a couple of drums in his bag? Could you imagine if you brought the wrong bag? Yeah, and yeah. someone's was... laying there like, "Oh no, get the magic sponge!" Oh fuck, yeah. I've got the bongos. Someone's pulled the hamstring. Yeah. And he's there like, "Oh well, I, uh, I have a drum." What um, happens? <laughs> what happens if you lose the match? Does he pay, does he play like a somber sort of funeral tone bongo? Bum, if there's a loss. Bum, 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 bum. Andy's gone like Star Wars on us. Into... Is that a Star Wars? Uh, I didn't know. There's gonna if we've got this wrong, there's gonna be all kinds of Star Wars fury on the internet. Don't worry, I don't think there's many Star Wars fans listening to this podcast. So I think we're safe. Mm, but um, that was an impressive highlight of the week, Mike. Um, mm. I didn't see that because I didn't watch that game. Um, but that is absolutely mm. epic. And if this is a regular mm. occurrence, I'm going to have to start tuning in. Um, mm. So, yeah, great. All right, highlight of the week. Top that, Neil. What's your highlight of the week? Can I have two? Am I allowed two highlights of the week? Yeah, we go got? on then. I mean, you are suffering this week. I, I made a return to competitive football this weekend. Ooh! Which wasn't my highlight. But one thing sort of was my highlight... It shouldn't be my highlight, I've just realised, but it was quite funny. Is One of my teammates got, like, really headbutted. Not just a little bit. It just got, like, <laughs> absolutely, like... If you can imagine what Zidane did to... Mm. What was his name? Maserati. 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 <laughs> yeah, he did that in his chest. But I, I was... I just... I'd literally just come onto the pitch and, like... This fella, with that amount of force, did it in one of my teammates' heads. Oh, my um, God. It, like, full-on made a crack. A Glasgow kiss, as they and, called it. And the ref didn't send him off. What? What? It was, it was really bizarre. But anyway, that was, oh that was not necessarily a highlight of the week, more of a shock of the week for me, just watching that whole thing play out. Just, Are you well, playing in the UFC yeah, <laughs> right. no, I think that's. Uh, we'll get onto it later, but I think that's what Malmo and Yotaboy were trying to audition for. Ooh. Speaking of Malmo Yotaboy, my highlight of the week. Uh, can we just talk about the fact that Malmo have signed Pontus fucking Janssen, like oh. Premier League level quality centre back? What has been steal. captaining mm. high flying Brentford? He's mm. decided he's gonna what have a kick about in the Al Svenskin. Like this guy is really mm. good. I've watched him dominate Arsenal far too many times. Mm-hmm. And he's 32. He's in his prime as a defender. What the fuck have they promised him in Malmo? Is it like free falafel for life? <laughs> it's gonna look like John Gadetti after a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kebab pizza, all you yeah. can eat. Yeah. But what a steal as well. It's a free transfer as well. It's his yeah. And Malmo already have a really good team and they signed Cornelius, that, that uh, Canadian centre-back yeah. who's been exactly. fantastic. And they can partner, partner him. Um, this team is not only going to be a team challenging for Al Svenskan. This is a team, if it gets to the qualifier, if it wins the league, gets to the um, Champions League qualifiers, goes through those. It's a team that Ooh. will try and finish third in the Champions League group and get into the <laughs> Europa League and maybe get knocked out <laughs> of the quarterfinals. 
but th- I mean, it's a, they're putting together a, a really good team there. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine like having no knowledge of Al Svenskin and picking them as your winners? <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> you guys are so screwed when that comes in. Because I mean, Pontus Janssen mm-hmm. coming in in what June, July, or whenever the, the transfer window opens. I mean, that team, mm-hmm. that team is going to be tough to play against. But I feel like they might lose Hugo Larson. But we'll get nah, on to true. him later. We'll get on to him. Neil's other highlight. Oh yeah, yeah Neil. Sorry. Two yeah. highlights. Yeah, yeah, two. Oh, I'm sorry, mate. That's Go okay. on I then. Feel left out. But no, it's all right. Um, we can take my second highlight as an end of show treat. I feel. Oh. Oh. Okay. It's important. Right. It's big news. It's big news in our podcast world. Oh, okay. All right. Take it all right. later. That means people actually have to listen to the end of the podcast. So yeah, I like mm. it. You yep. marketing genius, you Neil. <laughs> or they can skip. <laughs> Shh, um, let's crack on then to the main match of the week that we have the pleasure of reviewing, and it is Gothenburg, aka Yotaboy, against Malmo, aka Murmur. That was my best sconce <laughs> accent. I hope you appreciated that. Um, and as with every week, let's kick it off with our 10 words or less summary of the game. Uh, Neil, what have you got for us? I really want to cheat. Again. Oh, again. Well, I cheated. I, had, I was supposed to have one highlight of the week. I've had two, and now I want to cheat on um, having many more words than 10. All right, I'll allow it, just because you're suffering. This is a boring podcast because I'm sitting here counting on my fingers while I'm doing it. <laughs> I don't know. Like twenty. Let's 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 estimate twenty. Okay. Well, You're gonna double good. up. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll double up, but you can effectively give me half the points for it to see who gets the better right. ten. Go on then. Okay. You can never double up on this week just because you're a Spurs fan and you're suffering. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, you have to think about the context of the match and we'll talk about it more. But my highlight of the week is, or my 10 words, sorry, my 10 words of uh, of the match, which are actually 20 words, is uh, floats like a butterfly, stings like a bee. Marcus Berry throws elbows, uh, kissataline, stings like a bee. Okay, you've gone all gone with. Muhammad Ali. I have. Mm-hmm. I like it. And after 10 words, I mean, you would have just stolen somebody's line so i think we have to give you the extra words just to get your <laughs> to get your match like because i tried just cutting out the first bit and there was no context to it <laughs> I, I sort of have to have the first bit to work. all right i'll allow it i'll allow it and did mark spoke through an elbow where, where was i when that happened it was like minute two yeah yeah right at the beginning that was really harsh mm. <laughs> oh yes i remember i remember <laughs> got you yeah. all right mike can you top neil's uh 20 words or less review in 10 <laughs> words or less. It's such a tongue twister. Okay. Mr. Mester Master Murtit was my father's name. You can call me Malmo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. That is brilliant. I think all the jobs you got copywriting have just been withdrawn. I've also uh, got to say 10 words or less. Hold yeah. on. Mr. Mr. Master Master yeah, Murtered. Ten. It's ten. That's the one. There's definitely ten words. All right, nailed it. Uh, I'm going to give the win to Mike this week. Sorry, Neil. That's nonsense. This was weird and crap. <laughs> it was almost as bad as last week's, where he just went, uh, "Hecker and Hellstrom." <laughs> that, was, that was that's that was also shit. 
And what's he yeah. done this oh. week? It's yeah. just it's worse. It's probably worse than last week. And he's won. <laughs> <laughs> so not that Neil's bitter, but that means Mike takes yeah. a two-one lead in the ten-word or less review scoreboard. I kind of agree with Neil. Mine doesn't really make much sense. I feel like However, I put in effort however. and Mike got drunk and wrote something down. I feel like that's what's happened. <laughs> the judge has spoken. <laughs> so highlights from this match, Neil, uh, I was texting you in the beginning of this game because I couldn't get the stream working. And uh, no, I was FaceTiming you and your face was just an absolute picture because you were just going, Ooh, I, oh my God, what's going on? Mm-hmm. You, you seem to quite enjoy in the first... 15, 20 minutes. Well, I think the whole game was quite um, violent, but the first <laughs> 20, I don't know. I, don't, I think I think there could easily have been like two sending offs within that first 15, 20 minutes. Mm. And then, easily. And then on minute 48, just as half time's about to go, old uh, Kissy Tallinn goes full on studs up on someone and doesn't get a red card. Mm. I, it was a it was a crazy right match. in front of the ref as well, but actually with yeah. the first ten minutes um, and all the fouls, there were actually seven fouls in the first ten minutes and yeah, two okay. yellow cards. That's impressive. Yeah, Every I mean, like they... minute and a third, it's a foul. I mean, it's a big it's a big rivalry between these yeah. two sides, and there are hardly any uh, players that transfer between them. Yeah, um, okay. I think that actually the guy who got the assist for Marno's goal, yeah, um, he actually played for Yasubori. But it's, uh-huh. it's yeah. been a long thing that players don't really move between these clubs. It's like Arsenal United, and when they do, it's a it's a problem. Okay. Um, and it, yeah, it's Soren Riggs, the the Danish guy. Mm. He was absolutely loving it as well because he, oh, especially because yeah. obviously he's left them to go to a better team. Let's be honest, Malmo is mm. a better team. Uh, he was he was giving it to the fans the entire mm. game. Every time he did something good, you could see the camera would pan onto him and he'd mm. be looking up at the stands. And he yeah. had a he had a good little celebration as well. Um, he absolutely volleyed someone's leg at one point, Andy. He like he fully <laughs> just ran up to him and just volleyed the back of his leg. It was like mm. it wasn't even an attempt at anything other than kicking. Has any as have you seen mm. the Balotelli Totti? Totti, when Totti just boots Balotelli. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. seen that video. If you haven't, go and watch it. It's a delight. But that was effectively what um, what he did. He just went up and volleyed the back of someone's leg. And the ref was just like, oh, it's yeah. a free kick, but nothing more. It was it was weird to Do watch. You, uh, ref, the ref definitely mm. had the under <clears throat> on how many bookings in this match. Mm. Someone needs to check his, uh, his, his mm. betting patterns because, they. I mean, it's interesting because in those kind of games where there's a lot of animosity and a bit of tension... You don't really want the ref to start whipping out the cards in the first minute. Um, you kind of, you, you kind of want it to mm. let it go yeah. a little bit because it could ruin the game. Like, could you imagine if Malmo mm. or even Gothenburg, let's say Gothenburg, got a sending off in like the first twenty minutes? They mm. would have been, they would have been hammered. See, the the thing is, it felt like he he tried to um, lay down like a precedent at the beginning of um, he's gonna these fouls of bookings, and then after about the thirtieth minute, he stopped giving out yellow cards it felt like it felt like he'd given up on that um whole thing um because the fouls that he gave the yellows for the beginning were happening throughout the match and he wasn't treating them all the same it felt like he was putting a warning down the beginning of the match like okay if you keep doing this you're going to keep getting yellows and then he just didn't see it through yeah when i was watching the build-up to this game i i didn't realize how much history there is and how much hatred there is between the two teams um did you guys see the, the you know the the one of the games, I think it was it last year. Wow, I should have probably written this down. <laughs> but um, the game got like suspended because of these 
Canal Scott, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later in the Hammerby ARK game. But mm. and then the, it was all kicking off, and the game I think mm. got abandoned at one point. It was uh, it was pretty mad. So there's a lot of hatred and rivalry between these two teams. But um, can anyone tell me why the fuck they had the 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 manager from Gothenburg who'd just been sacked like just before the season starts, and they brought him on TV in the build up to the game. And the poor fella had to come on live TV and explain why he was sacked. It was like that was like their first question. So why were you fired? Oh my god, I missed that. I missed that completely. <laughs> Did you? Oh my, yeah. Oh, he handled yeah. it well, wow. to be fair. Wow. But yeah, they really put him on the spot. They love the, the commentators. Yeah. They get like some sort of power trip. Discovery Plus are power tripping on how many awkward situations mm-hmm. they can put their interviewees in during the, the episode. Because they did the same. 100%. 100%. They did an awkward halftime interview with Norlin as well. Mm. It was weird. It was weird and awkward. They was asking them questions like, oh, what can you do better in the next half? And what? Yeah. And why, like, you've had chances, why haven't you scored? It was fucking, it was just weird. So again, again they, they picked the player who was having the worst half again. Yeah, he'd missed a few sitters. I thought he was quite a frustrating player. Well, he had he had four chances, three attempts on goal. Um, yeah, all of his all of his shots are quite weak. Nothing, either shot too early or just, it, he just wasn't right. And his XG was 0.51 for the whole game. And Gothenburg's overall XG was 0.57. Mm-hmm. So he had all of their chances and a lot of them happened right at the beginning of the match. And if if Gothenburg had gotten to a good start and he had put one of those away, it would have been a different match maybe. But still, they haven't scored. They No one else contributed 0.06 XG for the rest of the team. It's My notes on Norlin was basically that he was a frustrating player. He got into good positions. But he wasn't big enough, he wasn't strong enough, and he wasn't fast enough. Mm, yeah, hundred percent. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was a it was a weird weird game to watch because when he was through pretty much one on one in the first minute, and mm. he just kind of passed it into the goalkeeper. It was like, oh wow, okay. But this this game to me was, I, I thought it would be worse for Gothenburg than it actually ended up being. Like I, with all the turmoil around them, I think they did all right, you know, to, you know, it's only 1-0. That's a pretty mm-hmm. close game. The Malmo fans before the game had this banner up. <laughs> Again, classic shithousery. Mm-hmm. They had the banner showing the historical table between the two teams. Because, yeah, yep. this is the master of all master master meetings. And in this banner, it was like Gothenburg had had 50 more matches played and they had 150 less points. So it was a proper big brother, little brother moment where Malmo was mm-hmm. like, guys, easy on the comparison talk. And the managing director of Gothenburg, who seems like a bit of a, an absolute nutter, if you listen to the old managers talk, a bit of a control freak, he apparently in his first press conference said, yeah, soon we're going to take over Malmo. Like, dude, these guys just won like seven league titles in a row. And you're saying that, very soon, Gothenburg are going to take them over. And Malmö have by far the biggest bank balance uh, in Allsvenskan. Uh, it would take a monumental turnaround. Their squad is like 10 times better all over the pitch. And the, their bench was really impressive, actually, yeah. against uh, Yusabori. And then Nasi didn't even get on the pitch. And in the, yeah. in the first game, I Every thought he was he their plays, best Every time he plays, he looks so good. Mm. But then they brought on... Um, 
uh Taha Ali who was oh yeah he was um he's such a super sub kind of player so you know he used to play for the Swedish national futsal team yeah and you can see that in the way he mm. plays like he's 100%. playing futsal on the big pitch <laughs> yeah but bringing him on to run at high defenders the, the last the yeah. later stages of the game is uh yeah that's going to get them some goals this season um he he definitely needs to learn when to pass though um <laughs> yeah. there were a few i think it could have even been about three chances in the second half where if he'd have played the right pass they'd have been in and he decided to take take another man on or take a shot or go around and uh it didn't work out but i mean he could be he could be sensational it just he's so direct with the ball and just yeah, makes things yeah. happen Definitely a lot of futsal in him, that's for sure. And I think mm. um, that you know, his one one v one play is amazing. Can anyone name the former England football futsal international that plays in the Premier League at the moment? Oh, good Neil with the surprise quiz again. What's going on? I feel like I've heard this before, and this is going to get to me. It's a bit of a surprising one. Is it Harry Maguire? <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> You're probably about as close as you can get in in a weird way. Is it John Stones? No. Oh. All right. No, I, oh, it, it's I know it is Max Kilman. It is. It's Max Kilman yes, at Wolverhampton. Yes. yes. I remember now. Yeah, yeah. I remember that yeah. story. Which okay, I see what you mean with the Harry Maguire comparison. Mm. Yeah, you wouldn't expect him to be a futsal kind of player, but he's decent. Yeah. Mm. but my favorite player well my favorite player the p- player that stood out for me i know you you got a different one neil but my uh, is that uh, busanello the malmo left back he really impressed me mm. um and if there's anyone built for these type of like hard like high intensity derby games mm-hmm. then it's someone who grew up in brazil and then yeah. decided it wasn't dangerous enough so he went on loan to ukraine knowing mm. that there's a full-blown war going on so needless to say, this guy is not intimidated by a bunch of Gothenburg fans raving some some flares. He was yeah. he, he looked in his element, and I thought he was had a really really tidy game. Um, he also played for um, um, Chapa Konezi, or I don't know how to pronounce yeah, that team. Yeah, the, the team that had the plane crash, right? Yeah, yeah. He um, he joined them like straight afterwards to, to yeah. join that team. So this this is a yeah. He seems to thrive in high pressure situations, and I think he he was really really good. He was super classy. He was really good. Yeah, super powerful as well. Class and power. Yeah, they did a, another interview at halftime with the right back Tinnerholm. Mm. And it just really came across how much the Malmo players are enjoying playing for that manager. Ah, mm. oh, the Twitter yeah. manager. Yeah. Did you notice um, Tinnerholm actually was playing as an inverted right back? Yeah, and I was just about game. to say, like, it seems mm, like okay. he hasn't just learnt from Twitter. He's learnt from Arteta and Pep by yes. getting those, uh, mm. getting those uh, right or left backs to come in to play in the midfield. I love the fact that you took Pep Guardiola's tactic and accredited it to Arteta. Thanks, Neil. I appreciate that. Some say it's actually Arteta's tactic and he oh, brought yeah, it I to would, Man City. I would guess uh-huh, it's Arteta's okay. tactic. Yeah. Mm. Oh, spicy. Mm. Yeah, but it was it was good. Um, but he, he seems like a character. There was a little, I saw like a thing on Instagram where they were just they had a bench cam on him the entire game, and he, he seems like an absolute nutter, but in a good way. He's funny as hell, and he was arguing with the with the linesman and and just like you know, give me a reason, give me a reason. Why was I saw that him not joking with the ref and everything as well? He was uh, yeah, he's definitely a character. He's the type of character that, that that seems to thrive with a team like Malmo, who have a lot of expectations, 
Um, so what if he gets his tactics from Twitter? He seems to be doing a great job. But my man of the match was actually uh, Chris Janssen. Yeah, mm. he was good. Just a, just a lot of creativity in him. He actually, um, I think he was a little bit too nonchalant towards the end of the game. There was a few chances he okay. went through. And I thought, yeah. oh, if you just played it a bit simpler or it would have been better. But I, I like his creativity. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, it was it was fun to watch. He was a fun player to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely, he definitely makes them tick. And also, it's, it's very satisfying seeing someone wearing the number ten playing in a number ten role. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. very old school there, but a winger with a five on his back. Oh, well, was some. I don't know why I get frustrated by these things, but they just mm. do. Yeah, I'd also like to point out in this game that. Um, uh, Bangs Bongsbo or Bangsbo, whatever his name is, the Gothenburg centre back had an absolute mare. For, for me, he was the worst player on the pitch. Yeah, I thought the centre backs were terrible. Yeah, Hausner was kind of the other guy. He was he was covering for him quite a lot. And Bangsbo yeah, but he got just... absolutely done for that goal. He got absolutely ripped apart. And for the goal. last week as well. I mean, yeah. Have you seen the goal from last week? Yeah, yeah. That was Bangsbo again. Okay. The expert commentators, I think, from Discovery Plus, basically mm. said. It was like two-year-olds defending or something like that. Yeah. I mean, he was wearing the expression like the whole match. He's wandering around the pitch wearing the expression of like a, a teenager whose parents have taken the dog to the vet and he doesn't know if it's going to be good news and he's fearing the worst. <laughs> if you if you see him on that pitch, he's walking around like his eyes are up. He's, <laughs> he's, look, he's just moping about he because he was he was quite highly touted at one point mm. um they were yeah. saying that he was going to be one of the next big exports you know for Sw- swedish center backs mm. he's had a shocker so far this season yeah yeah lost his confidence uh anything else you want to add about this game before we move on maybe just that Gothenburg were playing a 37 year old uh oscar went and a 36 year old marcus berry and hmm, that didn't work out well for them, did it? And Malmo well, had their their golden oldies uh, on the bench. Um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's interesting because Altsvenskan. Every time I look at a player's like statistics, I'm like, get mm. shocked by how young everybody is. Yeah. The amount of 17 year olds that are starting or being subbed in is is actually crazy. Mm. Um, and then yeah, you've got people who are 20 years older, obviously at the in the twilight at the end of their careers. Sure, you can talk about leadership abilities and all that kind of stuff, but mm. I mean, yeah, maybe 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 the time's come. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe the league is progressing to an extent that you can't have these players in there anymore. Mm. So what I've been thinking yeah, with like maybe. players like Jimmy Dermaz and John Guidetti, maybe the league is actually getting too good for them. Whereas five years ago, they could have been able to get into these teams yeah um, interesting i don't know maybe the mm, because seb, seb larson like, mm. played well for aik for a couple, good couple of years yeah people like almanda came back and you know yeah a lot of players come true. back to finish their career here um, i'm just waiting for the 48 yeah. year old zlatan to come and line up for hammerby mm-hmm. and, and start smashing them in yeah but we'll see maybe um and then final question mike are gothenburg still going down they are going down um, they have in the next uh, two matches they've got Uruguay and Norshaping, um, which Oof. they will lose, and then they have now lost five games out of five. Not looking good, is it? And other teams like that you wouldn't really expect to be picking up a lot of points, like Helmstad, got points yeah. against AIK. They got points um, against Uruguay now. Um, Gothenburg have nothing, uh, so mm. 
I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Watch this space. That could be drama at the mm. highest level. So let's uh, wrap up our roundup then of Malmo 1, Gothenburg nil with the comment of it was a bit tasty. Um, the atmosphere was absolutely fantastic. I don't think we even touched on that, but the atmosphere was brilliant. Again, like the, mm. the noise. And so, okay, Discovery Plus, you... you you can only stream one live match at a time. Um, and yeah, not, not that we share a, uh, an account or anything, <clears throat> but mm, um, we never do that. Yeah. I, I had the pleasure of, of watching while well, you guys are watching uh, Melma Gothenburg with what 20, 30,000 people there. And amazing. Mm. I was watching Varberg against Sirius and the juxtaposition of those two teams was absolutely mm-hmm. mind blowing. It, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that match later on. But some like the highs and the lows. It's like American wealth system. You've got the mega rich and the mega poor, and in mm. Alsvenskan, you've got the most incredible atmospheres I've seen, and absolutely mm. no shows. But anyway, speaking about good atmospheres, uh, let's kick off the rest of the review fixtures with Hammerby against AIK. And it's not because I'm a Hamby fan, Neil. Um, although maybe I am, who knows? Um, but Hammerby AAK, um, what a game. Uh it was one that I definitely had an extra eye on. Um, two of Al Svenskin's original teams um had been mm. in the league since the formation. And one of the things that uh during the build up was I don't know if you guys saw this, but the AAK fans before the final training session. Um, for the match, they made a load of banners and put it up all around the ground where they were training before the match. And it read like, now it's for real. And strong characters are created during tough times. And (laughs) be the standard bearer the club needs. And the best one, time for heroes. And they had these banners all around the the training pitch. And after such a miserable start, that's Mm. pretty, that's pretty classy i mean the banners could have said any number of things but they were fairly mm. positive messages um mm. and yeah I, I think that's quite classy from the ak fans to be fair um really trying to show that they're getting behind the team must have given them a boost and then massive respect for ak's manager and how he's handled the situation like he's been again he's been on the discovery plus we're going to put you in awkward situation interview mm-hmm. train and um, he's handled it really well, and he seems like a good leader. Mm. Um, but I mean, forty-one thousand to uh, forty-one thousand one hundred forty-two in attendance. Um, I mean, that's, that's like Premier League level attendance. But that's not that's not a full capacity, is it? They they cut off half no. of the top of the stadium. Yeah, and they 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 cut off sections to keep the Hammerby fans apart. But yeah, I don't know. It was a it was a great match though, um, in terms of the atmosphere and everything else around it. But there yeah. was Oh, did you see my favorite moment from this whole game was actually before the match even started. Um so you know they have the mascots, um and AIK yeah. fans had mascots with Hammerby fan uh, like uh, little kids dressed in Hammerby kits. And Hammerby mm-hmm. had mascots with kids dressed in AIK kits. And then there was a moment when they were panning across and this little girl who was standing with um, uh, AK's captain, Milosevic, and she was standing there in a Hammerby kit and she just put her hands up uh, in like a high five position and she'd written AIK on her hands. Oh, wow. And she was obviously absolutely devastated to be in a Hammerby kit. And I saw that <laughs> and thought that is 
exceptional. That's hilarious. You imagine putting your kid into this and you're like, oh, okay, you get to be a mascot for the games today. Awesome. This is going to be great. And then you see her strolling out onto the pitch. She's there in a bloody Hammerby kit or whatever team you don't support. And you're like, what is this? Like, if someone put my kid in an Arsenal kit, I'd go there and I'd strangle the fucker. But... Would you would you storm the pitch? If, I'd, if... I'd be I'd be pissed, right? Yeah. But at, at least you'd have that proud dad moment where she like puts up her hand and chucks out mm. like an eye call like for the win sort of thing. At least you'd have that. But I'd be I'd, I'd be angry. Yeah, I know. I'd be I I wouldn't be best pleased. But the, as you say, that's definitely there's some parents at home watching that going, oh my god. That's my girl. Yeah. Um, but massive respect to her. She didn't give a fuck and she just stood there and she she was she was confident. She sought out the camera and was standing there like oh, I thought I thought it was amazing. But she oh, must have been cool. what like nine or ten years old, and that's that's confidence. Fair play to her. Yeah. Um and yeah, I think uh, I think that was definitely my favorite <laughs> favorite moment of the game because I was not yeah. expecting it. I tell you one thing I was looking forward to in this game was seeing I was very curious to see Dovin's first touch after his absolute howler last week um mm. aka the penalty spot incident um and his first touch of the ball was an absolutely world class save it was one of the Aaron Ramsdale-esque Save of the season so far. It was a, it was brilliant. Neil shaking his head. It was Aaron Ramsdale esque. It was absolutely brilliant. Point blank, tipped onto the crossbar. World class reactions, and I thought he was he was really good again. Mm. Um, for me, he's one of the better better. If yeah, one of the top three, four goalkeepers mm. in Elsvenskan. He was fantastic. Yeah. So what a recovery and great. I don't think we can overstate the fact that he is actually, despite that mistake, he is a good goalkeeper. There is no getting yeah. around it. Like, yeah, because just like the level of fans in Elsvenskan, the level of goalkeepers, there's a massive disparity between the yeah. top half and the bottom half. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, but AK were like super intense from the start. Um, and then um, obviously the manager has done a, a, a bit of uh, changes after the amount of pressure they've been under. And he put this, this Finnish kid who used to be a centre-back, um, Tihi, and positioned him in the space that they've been missing a player for the entire first two matches of the season, which should have been filled by Jimmy Durmas apparently. But um, yeah, so this Tihi guy sat in the defensive holding midfield role, just like, do you remember when England were really crap um, and everyone was saying, we don't have a defensive midfielder and suddenly Owen Hargreaves of Bayern Munich started becoming England's best player because he filled that role and, and actually just did a job positionally. I mean, this is what that T he did, and it was um, yeah, it was really mm. good. It was it, it changed the entire structure, the way AK played. Mm. But uh, did you guys have any takeaways from this game before I ramble on for the entire podcast about it? Well, I I thought like this as much as I could probably deserved the win. Um, the goals were quite lucky. the The first one, uh, yeah, <clears throat> the first one. Why did the defender just leave it when it came across the? So box? I have a theory about that. Oh, what yeah. Theory. Let's hear this because it made no sense to me watching it. He just watched the ball pass him. You know, Fesai, who scored the goal, he's quite young, right? He's, mm. you know, down with the kids, let's say. Mm. So I reckon as the balls come across. <laughs> as they say. <laughs> as they say, sounded, wow. You couldn't have sounded less down with the kids than saying oh, down mate. with the kids. <laughs> 
I think you I just got a whole year swear. older when you said that. <laughs> but, anyway. You got grayer um, and bolder <laughs> in, in the space of one minute there, Andy. <laughs> so the ball rolls across the box. It's only going to get worse as well. The ball rolls across the box. And I swear, mm. Fasai must have been behind him going, oh, shit, the ball is lava. And Sudoku's gone, oh, shit, oh, no. Mm. He's got me. Only plausible explanation. I mean, that's the only plausible explanation because you mm. see him go to touch the ball and if someone shouts the ball is lava, you're obviously going to move your foot away and yeah, then Vasai just that. tapped it in and just, you know, laughed his way all the way to the fans. Mm. Maybe he's in his fantasy football team. Potentially. Mm. Maybe Which we're all doing in. particularly badly at. So if anyone wants to join our league, they can join in and take the piss out of us. Yeah, speak uh, someone yourself, joined mate. and is now week. ahead of us. He joined like a week later. Yeah. Now he's above all of us. Um, That's depressing. Not me. No, I'm I'm holding strong. I got oh, really? I kept in the Smooches McGee t- this week. So, oh, you know, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Oh well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then the the second I call goal had a oh. huge amount of luck in it. That so was awful. Did awful. you did you see the entire game? This was obviously again again credit to AOK's manager and Fasai because this was obviously something that they've watched because from minute one you saw Fasahi pressing and cutting out the passing lane between the two Hammerby centre-backs. Mm. They like mm-hmm. to switch the ball uh, between the two mm. centre-backs. And the entire game, he was in that space. He nearly intercepted those the two centre-backs four times in the first 15 minutes. Okay. I was mm. sitting there and I was saying to, to my mate, I was like, well, it's going to happen. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's, this is, it's too obvious unless they change. Yeah, he, was, he was really on it though, Fasahi. He was really he was tidy, on it. tidy footwork. Yeah, oh, and he's gonna beautiful. He's the next Isak. He's he's gonna be the next big star out of AIK. I, you can't see anything else for this kid than just no, going he's up, brilliant. And up and up and up. Yeah, this is his first Stockholm derby as well. First oh, Stockholm okay. derby, two yeah. goals. Yeah, I mean, act like you've been there. That's that's what he did. Yeah, I had a friend whose theory on why Hammerby lost was because they were all this is a bunch of young kids playing. But it, I think what mm. that goes to show is that you can be a young kid and play in these derbies and perform. Uh, yeah. So it was weird though. They 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 changed out the entire front three, um, mm. who never played together ever. Um, and they, I mean Hammerby. Let's be honest, Hammerby didn't show up. They sat so deep. They had no pressure on Aok's backline. Mm. Um, if a Rev, if Arabi ever got the ball, he had Tihi on him directly because he had to be deep because the backline was so mm. deep. It was just like it was. It was it was frustrating to watch as a as a closet Hammerby fan. Uh, now as a as a neutral because you wanted Hammerby to come into that derby actually take it to Aok, but um, yeah, no, unfortunately they didn't. Um, did you see the moment where Dovin decided to fake an injury so they could have a team talk for about twenty minutes uh, on the sidelines? Um, and then the, the greatest part is the the AIK goalkeeper Nordfeld. He stood like outside the huddle and just listened in the entire time. They were like <laughs> chucking water at him. It was just so <laughs> pathetic. It was like playground rules. But yeah, good uh, good move, good move. Yeah, it's still early in the season, so like any form at the moment is like we can take everything with a pinch of salt, really. Sure. No, it's hard to it's hard to judge. Um, but I mean, Hammerby's first half stats: zero point zero xg, zero shots on goal, zero 
shots in total and only one time in the opposition box. Um, yeah. That, unfortunately, is not going to win you a game. Um, so, yeah. But uh, the last thing I'll say about this game, because I know, I know we're spending a lot of time uh, on this, is did you guys see the uh, something I'd, I'd never really heard before? Uh, Canal Scott, which is like, I think it translates to bangers, but they're usually used by the military. Um, and they have they've had this issue apparently in El Svenskin about these things. Um, so they've got pretty strict rules. If someone sets one off, the first thing they do. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on because I think someone was talking to me and I was a bit distracted. And then I look and I see the referee standing with his hands in the air. And I hear a bang, and it just looked like a Western-style stick-up. It was like someone came <laughs> onto the pitch and was like, give me your money. But he was apparently pointing up to the big screen at the top, which mm. had a message about, yeah, please please don't use these Canal Scott things. Um, and then it happened again, of course, because Hammerby fans were probably not in the greatest moods. Um, and then he marched everyone off the pitch, Um and you could see the ref was fuming because you saw him on the sidelines saying, one more fucking time, one more fucking time. You picked him up on the hot mic. And then, of course, it happened again. So I marched everyone off again. Um, yeah, it was quite frustrating and courteous. Um, he ran over to the fans and was like begging them to stop. But it must be infuriating for a player when you're you're losing and Every every time you start to get a bit of pressure on, you have to get off the pitch because someone's set up a banger in the in the in the stands. But um, yeah, it was a pretty eventful game. Yep, as was the uh, the Hecken Kalmar game. Oh yeah, tell us about that. I didn't get to see this game. I would have put good money on uh, our friends Ball Club the Bush um, winning. I love Ball mm. Club the Bush. Yeah, it's such a bizarre name. Anyway, yeah, so 3-1. They've lost 3-1 to uh, to Kalmar. Um, mm. Huge not, upset. Yeah, it's, it's, it is quite a big one. The first goal, when I first watched it for Kalmar, I thought, oh, they're wearing a bit of an Arsenal-like kit. He's taking it on the turn. He's swiveled. Mm. He's put it in the back of the net in a lovely tight area. It, might, it had a bit mm. of Thierry Henry about it. Easy now. Don't use the Lord's mm. name in vain, Neil. Yeah. I had a look at it again, and it was more like watching Davis and Sanchez because he didn't have a fucking clue what was going on, and he's just landed at his feet and he's he's pummeled it in the back of the net. But it's it's amazing how like first glances can really throw you off, and that's why I think yeah. you should have a little bit of sympathy for referees sometimes, especially the ones without VAR. Mm. Although yeah. um, the referee for the Yetabori Malmo match was fucking diabolical. I mm-hmm. got to take us back there. Like, agreed. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that's Kalama uh, one nil up. Anyway. Um, it was a uh, Simon Scrab, Mike's favourite player. <laughs> yeah. Another goal. Strong name. Strong name. Uh, second goal is just a scrappy sort of goal. Bad sort of uh, play at the back for Hecken, losing the mm. ball on the edge of the box. I just let one in just through being a bit crap in that situation. And then, uh, <laughs> then there was a penalty situation. Um, it was an absolute massive dive by um, by Larson uh, for a penalty. But then the commentator was like, "Not oh, Lars, yeah. Lars' son." Yeah, Lars Lars' son. Yeah. yeah, but the the commentator was just like, "Yep, that's absolutely clear as day." But it was it was a full on dive. Um, yeah. Did you notice the Kelmar fans on that penalty were like playing a police siren to put off? No. 
the penalty taker. Oh, it was. Ah. Well, it, it worked. Was incredible shit housing. Yeah, it worked because the the penalty taker he's gone down the middle, which is normally like a fairly mm. cast iron penalty because goalkeepers will move. Not the best goalkeeper in this league. No, mm. old Ricardo Freudrich stands still, and the penalty goes straight into his arms. Yeah. Although he oh. did disappoint me a little bit later and give oh, yeah? away a penalty. Um, uh, yeah, well. He took someone out with their feet. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, Troyore um, took it this time round and scored. Um, he's actually joint top goal scorer at the moment with old Kissa Tallinn. Oh, smooches McGee. <laughs> so the game's back on. It's 2-1 at this point. And then Rayovic does a low drive from outside the box with about 20 minutes to go. Um, Rayovic is the player that um, was uh, he was moaning a couple of weeks ago wasn't he that he wasn't getting the passes this time well he scored this week so we've got to give him some credit Uh, but like I said the the 3-1 result it's not really a true story I mean 19 shots to uh, Hecken and 7 to Kalmar so it's a bit harsh to lose really but spring is here Hecken will bounce back. The leaves will bloom on that little bush of theirs, won't it? So it'll be fine. <laughs> they will They will get there. One thing about that match is I saw there was um, Gustafsson versus Gustafsson in centre wow. of the field. Oh, the battle of the Gustafsons. Who came out on top? Mm, probably Gustafsson, I would assume. Well, I saw that the Kalmar Gustafsson got an assist and mm. got an 8.9 rating, whereas the Hecken Gustafsson, who's, also, who's nominated for like the FIFA Ultimate Team Community Player of the Year award or something like that. Anyway, yeah, but he was, he's he got seven point really one rating. Mm. Oh, he's yeah. brilliant. But yeah, mm. it's um, I think the younger the younger Gustafsson won the battle of the Gustafsons. And you know, there's another Gustafsson in uh, Hecken who's no. actually that he's that Gustafsson's brother. It's like I think it's like maybe Samuel and Simon Gustafsson, and I, they could be even twins. There you go. They are. But that's yeah. enough. Uh, it's not often I say this, but that's enough bush for one evening. Um, so Mike, <laughs> you had a you had a watch of, of uh, Hamstead Hans, Gordon. How did that go? Um, yeah, Hamstead Euro Gordon. Um, uh, Hamstead won two nil. Um, they beat AIK there a couple of weeks ago, as I, I think I mentioned earlier. Really promising home form. Um, they're, they're they're one of only like a couple of teams that have a grass pitch in Alsvenskan, and the commentators wouldn't stop going on about it. The whole yeah. first half, they're, oh, it's the grass pitch. Oh, he's passed it over there, yeah. but it's the grass pitch. What are they talking about? It's it's a, it's just another football pitch. It, it shouldn't be that big of a deal, like yeah. it, and a grass pitch of that. That's it's fine. But the um, commentators for the yeah. Varberg series game did the same thing. They were like, oh, mm. it's a grass pitch. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, the first time I ever played on a non-grass pitch, you know, in, in England, you grow up playing on grass pitches. Not mm. the best quality of grass pitches. The ball doesn't mm. really bounce. First nice, time uh, I played, ankle I played... breakers on those on those pitches. Yeah, oh, yeah, massive ankle. There's breakers, nice little holes but... that you can. Mm. It's brilliant. But it's sort of, you can get a spin on the ball if you if you drive it low. <laughs> yeah. but I was playing. Um, I was playing uh, for like Division Six or Seventeen when I first came to Sweden as a goalkeeper. And someone just lumped it up the field and I've come to collect the ball and it's bounced 40 metres up in the air over mm. my head and into the goal. Um, mm-hmm. And I nearly packed my bags and moved back to England after that. It was absolutely oh, humiliating. Yeah. The amount of times I've misjudged the ball on a on a AstroTurf has been <laughs> uncountable. So I think we just proved our theory wrong that it doesn't. it actually does matter the surface of the pitch. <laughs> Maybe they should be thankful anyway. it's a grass pitch. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, yeah, so Edver- Edverson, my, my tip for MVP, was on the bench. 
and they didn't bring him on. Um, Joel Osorio played instead, and oh. um, he was awful. Well, uh, not oh, awful, no. awful, but he he died about three or four times, really. And he was like, oh, Joel, he wasn't. It looked like he wasn't really like into it. He was always. Compl- I think he's still mentally in Sunderland. Yeah, I I still maybe he thinks he's too big time for this. I don't get it. He wasn't really. Oof. He did a couple of good dribbles, but he wasn't involved. Um, um, that's disappointing. Yeah. But the one, the most interesting thing about this match, apart from obviously the bongos which you mentioned at the beginning, um, sure. was Andreas Johansson, the Helmstad centre back, is forty-one. Oh yes, yeah, yeah forty-one, and his centre back partnership is twenty-two. So that's a nineteen-year difference between. The, that's a whole cool. Jude Bellingham between the centre back <laughs> partnership. He literally could be his dad. Yeah, he literally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If he grew up, if he grew up in the countryside in Sweden. Mm. Could he be would granddad. almost be considered old to have had to that kid. Mm. <laughs> but Johansson, he looks like every centre back knocking around Division Seven, Six, or Corpen in I, Sweden. I played alongside him, I swear, a few times, and he's just been a nice, steady hand, <laughs> giving me the instructions that I need. That, like right. it's <laughs> guiding. Drop you. back, drop back. Okay, great, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Yes, Dad. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Picanel was also 19, so he's also the same age difference between those defenders. He was the he was in goal for Yuri Gordon. He misjudged the first goal, oh. misjudged across the ball went in. He, he didn't really have a great game. The second goal, um, uh, who was it? It was uh, Eric Alstrand cut inside on his left foot, curled the ball into not really the far corner, just kind of the far middle. He he got a good goal last week as well. Alstrand. Yeah, no, hmm. um, yeah, he's. Looks a looks a good player, um, yeah. but yeah, again, Helmstad, as I said against ARK, they saw the game out. Time management was excellent. They didn't look under pressure for the end of the game, and they're a real force at home. So maybe they're not mm. going down. Promoted last year, second Super Retan. Oh, interesting. No, I think I think that's that's one of the games I wish I'd got to watch because I was interested mm. to see. I mean, what are you going? What is Animal Park a good team or not? I don't think we know. They have looked like a good team this season, but... Yeah, once. Uh, tell you a team that has looked like a good team, and that's Norshepping. Um, Neil, you had the pleasure of watching Norshepping against Vanama. How did that go? Yeah, 2-1 win for, for Norshepping. A couple of goals from Sigurdsson. Um, mm. But I think he can thank... First of all, he can thank the uh, the, the uh, Vanama goalkeeper. Sorry, what was his name? Wojtekovic. I've practiced. Oh, well, actually, that was hmm. pretty good pronunciation for you, Neil. Yep, it was probably terrible if you asked him. But in terms of my <laughs> standard, it was bloody brilliant. Um, <laughs> but he's had a nightmare for the first one, and then Sir Gerson's just—he's uh, come out mm. quite far. And I think we talked about this with um, maybe they listened to the podcast because we talked about this mm. when Ricardo Friedrich came out and he headed the ball to one of his players and he was quite far out and I thought it was really composed yeah well Vojtovic has heard this on the on the podcast he's gonna write I'm gonna give that a go <laughs> absolutely <laughs> messed it up like oh just yeah. just dreadful have, have you seen have you guys seen it yeah I've seen it it was, oh, it was he just yes. cushioned ahead of him it was uh. like it's the slowest roll of a ball into a net I've ever yeah. seen yeah yeah, but he's cushioned it down to Sigurdsson about 30 yards out and he's just rolled it in. It was quite composed, to be fair. A lot of players would be smashing that. He's right. just rolled it in. 
then there was a bizarre own goal um, for that Vernamo scored. Um, they they took a long throw in, and, and one of the uh, North Sheffield players just nutted it into his own goal. And then the second <laughs> goal for uh, North Sherping was just um, he's. It was Sigurdsson again. He's taken a shot from outside the box, but it's taken one of those weird mm. loopy deflections into the top uh, right yeah. hand corner. Mm. Uh, the, it's, it's also another one of those ones at first glance. You go, oh, that's an amazing strike. And then you look at it again, you see just how much help he's had from the, mm. the deflection. Vernamo mm. uh, actually put a bit of late pressure on. The goalkeeper made a few good saves, uh, but it stayed at 2 mm. 1 to North Sherpin. Vernamo mm. are a team, so I haven't. I, I, I really I don't know anything about them at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even though we've been doing this podcast for a few weeks, I don't I don't understand. You're watching them next week, then. You're watching them. Are they 100 percent my pick for next week? No, I'm joking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Mike, you had the pleasure of watching the Elfs, aka Elfsborg, uh, mm. play against uh, the Brommer boys. Yes, the Elfs absolutely destroyed the boys five um, nil. Um, there was a goal two minutes in. Elfsborg hadn't even scored the last couple of games um poor goalkeeping again i don't want to keep going on about this brahma keeper but it's going to be a running theme he's i don't know how he still has a job i don't understand and i also i don't understand what olaf melbury is doing there um mm. so it was two nil they go goes to half time okay what are you going to say to your, your brahma players um obviously you're not going to say concede two more goals straight after half time before the 50 minute mark which is probably what it seemed like that's what he told them to do because they were absolutely dreadful. Um, Andreka, the left winger for um, Elspory, was actually, he was really, actually, really good player. Um, his second, the, the goal for the, I think, I think it was the third goal, the assist for the third goal, he does like a, a little flicked back heel across the box. Um, and Bernhard scores. Um, it's a weird team, weird team, Bromer, because they looked good last week. I know they lost, but they yeah. looked good. But the first yeah. week they looked dreadful. This week they looked dreadful, and last week they looked promising. So yeah, yeah, I know, they, they were solid against Malmo. Gone on about them quite a lot because I, I, I've watched all their games so far this season. Um, Lucky boy. Yeah, but I've got another observation about them that I've been have, having a little bit of trouble defining because there's a massive sort of national service vibe to them like they've all just got a letter in the post like they have to oh i've been called up today to play for Bromer. they're very like <laughs> world war one army reserves just the whole team and you just know they're gonna they're gonna they're not gonna make it they're not gonna make it <laughs> they're not gonna make it they're the innocent see. boy that got called into the tank at the last minute yeah just... gustav sandbury magnuson buried in the grave of the unnamed soldier <laughs> Your imagination has, has run wild with you a little bit here, Mike. Yeah, but um, but that, that's the kind of vibe they have. I don't. It's um, it's a weird team. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it's a strange team. Ca- cannon fodder is what they are. Mm, cannon fodder, exactly. Mm. Mielby Degafors, the mighty Mielby are at it again. I mean, it's all smiles in Dandruff Village, isn't it? Oh, it is. Um, I thought Degafors would give them a give them a like a, a test because they seemed quite decent in their first couple of games but um no did Luis Suarez play he did um and he didn't bite anybody so that's progress I guess Ah, um well done Louis yeah one the stat of this game is that there were 24 fouls and only one yellow card do you want to guess who that was from uh well who got the yellow card yes it must be the little Belgian guy 
who runs around and kicks people the entire game. Yes. Yeah. He's the only one to get it. Of course it was him. <laughs> um, yeah, it was quite an even game. Noah Ellie, that's in, that's on loan uh, to Mielby from uh, Malmo, um, who's played as right back, a centre midfielder, and a centre back so far this season. He's playing right back to, um, against uh, Dega Forge. He cuts in onto his left foot and plays a beautiful ball over and then um, it's headed in by Stahl, I think it was. Uh, second goal yeah. penalty, but yeah, Melby looked good again, and they're third. So uh, my prediction is looking right, maybe. Oh, saucy. <laughs> well, I had the absolute pleasure of watching Varberg's boys against Are You Serious? And mm. oh my god, I, it, it, mm. okay. I'm. I have a friend who's a serious fan. Um, hi, Daniel. Um, and he says, "Don't you dare talk bad about serious." Uh, but this game, they were part of it. And even though it was the Battle of South Africa, aka Turkish Matthews against uh, Luke Larue, it mm. was. I. It's a roller coaster watching Al Svenskan because one minute. You're watching 42,000 people in a Stockholm derby with class TFOs, amazing atmosphere, noise. And then the next minute you're watching Varberg's boys against Sirius with 1,000 people and one or two blokes trying to get a chant going in the middle of a field somewhere in Gothenburg. Uh, and like when the match started, I thought the stadium was totally empty because the, the, where the camera's mm. pointing, the main stand is was totally empty. So I literally thought there were nobody there. I saw the highlights and I was um I was really right. shocked. Yeah. So apparently that stand is not finished yet. It might <laughs> be ready next week. I mean, <laughs> how much of a farmers league can you possibly get <laughs> where three games into the season your main stand might be ready mm. next week? I mean, could you imagine that happening in the Premier League? But it it was it was it, the funny thing about watching this game is that you could hear everything so you could hear all the comments in the crowds and mm. um, like when they announced the lineups and while the players were on the pitch you could see, you could hear like they wouldn't say a name and then the, you'd hear a way and you'd hear <laughs> like a polite round of applause it sounded like the mm. kind of clapping you get at like a children's nativity concert where it is the kind of clapping that says i don't really want to be here but you know i'm from here so i kind of have to be there and it was just very polite swedish clapping every time they read a player's name out um it was it was just bizarre, and then of course Discovery Plus decided to do their you know pre match interviews. Um, they interviewed uh, the serious manager, aka Fat Klopp, right? Fat was, Klopp, yeah, yeah, Fat, Fat Klopp. Klopp. What a legend! Yeah. Um, oh wait, no, was he the Varberg's boys manager? No, yeah, yeah, Joachim person, your Varberg's boys manager, okay. Fat Klopp. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So they interviewed both of them before the games, but the serious manager, and they said, you know, oh, what do you want to see in the game? Pretty standard question. And his reply was, lots of energy. Um, then we need to get a feel for the grass. Again, like obsessing about the grass. Mm. Um, and yeah, because we haven't played much on the grass, so we need to play a lot longer, and we need to get them to run the wrong way. That was his. That was his tactics. I suppose after that interview, I should have known what to expect from this game. Um, mm. But the stadium apparently is famous for being really windy. Um, so, oh, so it's so, like uh, the Britannia, the the Stoker. I was Korea. just about to say it's yeah. the it's the it's the Swedish equivalent of a of a of a cold rainy day in Stoke, which uh -huh. is a sunny windy day in Varberg potentially. So <laughs> I'm not sure. But this game was only played with a light breeze and about twenty serious fans who made the trip up. Mm. Um, but it was it was 
Oh, my God. I lost the will to live at multiple points of this game. Yeah. I've got a plan on how they can increase their attendance. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's going to sound a little bit left field. Go oh. on. <laughs> I think they should put a bouncy castle at one end. <laughs> <laughs> and and surround it by police cars. I think yeah, I mean, that seems... <laughs> You know that seems to work so well for Brommer. Brommer would love that because I feel like they missed that at, at uh, Elfsbury. They couldn't have a little bounce at half time, so yeah, they came exactly. out because he so. that's why they were shit. Because yeah, I think they, Brommer just needs to bring the bouncy castle with them. Yeah, their preparations. I think were we're going to start another crowdfunding for Brommer's traveling mm. bouncy castle for their warm-ups. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but anyway, back to the boys against. Are you serious? Um, it was just, I mean, Varberg scored in the seventh minute um, and it was sort of classic, indecisive Alsvenskan defending uh, and then someone bundling the ball back into the net and then they received another, you know, polite round of applause from the fans like, oh, yeah, jolly good. Yes, one goal, yeah. thank you. Um, and then directly after that, series had a, a, a one-on-one. After, they looked like prime Barcelona in one passage of play. Uh, and they put this guy through on they goal. They do have those moments, though. Um, they do, just, yeah. Just to go back, uh, Soros, they, they, they have these moments of really intricate attacking play. And I noticed this in the, right. in the first game of the season. Um, and they, they have it in them. And they, yeah. this is, I think this is when you talk about they played in Tashrik Matthews on the 1v1. Um, no, it wasn't him. It was, it was the oh, striker. It was but it was, it was like prime Barcelona tick attacker. And I was mm. like, oh, okay, this game might get a bit spicy. And then it was just crap for the rest of the game. Um, mm. Series number eight, Stenson, he got booked in the 10th minute. And apparently he misses the next game because I don't know if you guys knew this. I didn't know mm. this. But apparently it's only three yellow cards before you get a one-match ban in Sweden. Um, so, yeah, three yellow cards. He's He's got three games, three yellow cards. So he's got a 100% record. Uh, fair play to the lad. Um, but you couldn't find a person that looks less like they were trying to get yellow cards. I mean, he looks like a regular at Sturplan. He doesn't look like you know someone who's going to be crunching into tackles. But mm. uh, he was uh, he was booked fairly early on. Then he missed a sitter as well. Um, so yeah, he 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 was the man of the match, and he got a yellow card and missed a sitter from two yards out. And that pretty much tells you the. The level of quality in this match it was mm-hmm. it was pass 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 give the ball away other team recovers they pass 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 oh give the ball away other team recovers i swear to god i've just i've just come from my daughter's training i trained my daughter's football team she's eight years old i there were moments in that match of similar quality to an eight-year-old's football training session mm-hmm. it was like swarm of bees around the ball mm-hmm. um i think i sent you guys a picture in the group chat which pretty much sums up the game where there's like everyone following the ball in the penalty area. Literally there's Mm. about 12 people in one small space on the pitch and one fella out wide going, Hey, I'm open. Um, Mm. And the ball's just in the bundle. But yeah, it was, it was, it was quite demoralizing. Not even Brazilian Rory Delap could entertain me with his long throw-ins. But yeah, it was, uh, there's not much else. It was one, one series scored. Mm. And then they tried to score. Um, a winner and they didn't and that's that's pretty much what happened uh, and hopefully next time I hear the Varbergs boys manager aka Fat Klopp hopefully next time he does an interview we can get some fucking subtitles because I didn't understand a word he said and I've been living here long enough to understand Swedish um, couldn't understand so please Fat Klopp subtitles next time please 
Mm-hmm. All right, I I really want to hear Neil's second highlight of the, of the week. I am I'm bursting to hear this. You're bursting to right, hear Neil. this. I, I've been I've been wanting to hear this since the beginning, since we started. I'm I'm, mm. I'm so intrigued. What is it? I, I've chosen a team, guys. I've decided. <gasps> what? I've gone. I've gone early on it. This is mm-hmm. early. This is three games in, mate. This is yeah. uh, three games in, and Neil's fallen so much in love with Al Svenskan, he's decided on a team. It must be serious. It must be well, not not EK serious, but it must be serious. <laughs> Who is it, Neil? Are you guys going to guess first, like a serious guess, not serious, serious? Well, my guess is you're going to try and steal Hammerby from me. Okay, and Mike. I'm guessing you're going to go for Malmo because you want a team that's actually good. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. He wants to win a trophy so bad, he's going to pick the dominant team in Swedish football (laughs) just to feel the glory. There was all these Man United fans at school. It's like, what, what, why are you a Man United fan? Uh, Mike, you're you're 30. You're prime glory Arsenal fan. Uh, I inherited it, so I I can't change it. All right, all right. Anyway, Neil, Neil but yeah, no, what is so your team? Mike's hypothesis was correct, unfortunately. Yes. <gasps> yeah, I've decided I'm going to go for Malma, but I've got reasons. Let's hear them. Let's hear them. All right, so <laughs> so they might actually win something was quite high up on the list. <laughs> it, was, it was quite high. Uh, Sorry, so I, was, I don't know whether that's genius or tragic. Well... <laughs> Do you know what I've done? I've made the rest of Sweden happy because I've just jinxed Malmö completely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, but I've decided that there's a few sort of there's a few sort of links to my my sort of life in hmm. there. So I'm going to start by their kit colors. Now growing up I was a I played a lot of basketball. So this is quite um niche, but their kit colors are North Carolina colors which is where oh, Michael yeah. Jordan played Michael his Jordan. basketball. Um, so I'm, I'm loving that um, North Carolina blue and white setup. So that, that was quite nice. It's a solid then, reason. Yeah. Then you've got a bit of a Spurs, a very brief Spurs link. You've got Daniel Johnson playing there. And Ida was at Spurs for a very brief period. Is Daniel Johnson at Malmo? The, the youngest of the... Yeah, I think so. Oh, wow. Unless I've okay. got that wrong. Uh, no, I think he must. I mean, he was with uh, the other one in Real Madrid. But if he's moved to Malmo, then that's a. Um, and then I also felt like some of my favourite players in Tottenham over the years are sort of highlighted. Mm. There's there's little bits of Malmo players there. So we got mm. like Ali there. Yeah, he reminds me of Aaron Lennon. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. There's a, yeah. there's a lot of speed, but there's no final mm. product. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got, got Harry Kane up front. We've got Kisitaline as my Harry Kane. That's right. Of course, total lack of pace, but always seems to score. Uh, mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly my reasoning. Uh, then we've got a Danish playmaker and uh, Chris Janssen uh, mm. plays quite a lot like uh, my old pal Christian Eriksen before he mm. uh, went off to Man United. Uh, yeah, the guy who played for Spurs is a Spurs legend, uh, left Spurs, died, came back to life, and then mm. won a trophy before Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, you're still throwing away. Sorry, Neil. Don't worry about it. But uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> so, oh yeah, and one one last thing. I grew up in Portsmouth, which is not particularly close to Tottenham Stadium. 
So I basically never went to a match. I now live in Gustav's Bay, uh, which is nowhere near Malmo. So I'll never be able to go. <laughs> so, yeah. But actually, just, Malmo and Portsmouth, both southern cities. Yeah. Well, that's you know, true. Right, you know, that's true. It's, uh, there's a bit of a link. There. Both windy and cold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's good. Yeah, that's my team. Uh, okay. Wow. You're going early, early, early. And I'm... Mm. Um, I'm actually, I'm actually happy with that. I think it's a good, it's a good choice. I think it is a good yeah, choice. I'm, do you know what? I'm happy for you, mate. I'm- yeah, I'm happy for you, Neil. You might actually win something, and mm. maybe, maybe Neil will actually smile. Yeah, like maybe they can, they can melt his frozen heart. Frozen heart. <laughs> yeah, as much as I've nominated a team and I'm going to support them. It, the happiness way is just not going to feel the same as if Tottenham might ever win something. It'll just never <laughs> we'll be. See. We'll see. We'll see. Couple more, couple more game weeks. Actually, I think he's going to yeah. be full, yeah. on, full on. We'll see. We'll oh, see. Uh, well, on that bombshell, Neil, that is absolutely sensational. That brings us to the last segment of the week, uh, which is the yeah. game of the week pick next week. Um, and um, Neil, seeing as you were late to the party and picking your game, I'm going to let you go first. Who have you oh, chosen? Mate. This is going to be a classic. We've got to watch <laughs> it. Uh, I've gone for Degerfors Alvesboy. Oh, <laughs> because I want to know what Doey Rapids smashing it into an Alves Fort looks like. Mm. <laughs> no, that's not the reason. Um, it's just because I. Uh, my reasoning is this: you two have chosen better games. I've chosen teams I haven't seen much of. So. Mm. Oh, it'd all right. be all right to watch. Well, it. you can you can get them on the on the sub bracket match of the day two the little. <laughs> yeah, like when everyone's turned off, gone to sleep yeah, exactly. after the one good game on the Sunday's already been on. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've um I've gone for a bit of a surprise. Um, I've chosen Hammerby. Hammerby. You haven't. Yeah. <laughs> I have <laughs> Hammerby against the boys. That's not even a good match. He no, but I have a reason Hammerby for it. So much. Okay, what is it? <laughs> You're a Hammerby fan. That's the, that's the reason, right? Or <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not going to drop that bombshell. Um, and bearing in mind, I just watched Varberg's boys, and it, they were utterly abysmal. But Hammerby were also utterly abysmal against Ark. Mm. And I want to see, um, first of all, who who actually turns up like the Hammerby from the cup game against Ark or the Hammerby from the, der- the first mm. derby in the league against Ark, um, and also I'm quite intrigued because if if Hammerby lose, it could be absolute madness because you think Aik's fans were harsh against them when they lost the first two games. Hammerby have lost two out of the first three games. If they lose a fourth, third. I think it could be mental. Um, so I, I, I'm, 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 I'm definitely intrigued by which team mm. turns up. And also, Mike stole the match that I was going to choose. So, sorry, I had to get there first once. Uh, yeah, <laughs> who have you chosen, Mike? I have chosen Norshaping versus Melmo. Um, yeah, which I think so far this season, these are the two best teams I've seen play, and I am really intrigued to see what will happen in this match. Um, yeah. Sigurdsson might be injured. He might. Yeah, be. yeah. I saw a great meme. I saw a great meme that uh, he's he's injured his back from carrying the entire Norshaping team for the first three games. Doesn't doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, if he's back, then they can put on a really good uh, show. I, I reckon. Maybe this is 
maybe these are the two title contenders. Who knows? But Ooh, anyway, okay. best teams I've seen so far this season. So let's see how this works out. Well, yeah, as much as uh, I'm never going to convince Neil to let me watch another Hamby match. So uh, I, I, I'm actually going to back <laughs> you on this one, Mike, because I think Norshep in Malmo would be my game of the week if you hadn't got there first. So, uh, Neil, I think you're outnumbered. Um, there won't be any Derry Rapids against Elfsborg. Um, but uh, let's be fair. You're going to be you're going to be watching that Hammerby match anyway, aren't you? <laughs> you little leprechaun! You know I am. Hundred You little leprechaun! You. <laughs> yeah. I even you haven't even noticed. I put the green lights on today I, as well. I was, the I was literally going to subliminal talk about yeah. it. I was literally just about to talk about it. That was mainly for you, Neil. All right. Um, this podcast has run a bit long, but um, when you have as many outrageously uh, fantastic talking points um, that we have um, gifted to us by the gods of Alsvenskin, then, you know, you just you just got to get them out. Um, mm-hmm. Let's wrap it up then. Thanks, everyone, who's made it through this marathon episode. Let's see what happens next week when there are really there's no real standout massive games so let's uh, let's see what happens we can tune into the finer things in Alsvenskan life thank you from me let's have a great weekend peace adios see you later